Welcome to Bite Size Career Advice, where Kendall and I will dig into the challenging world of job searching, career development, career growth, and managing tough work-life situations. Welcome back to our podcast. You excited, Shannon? I am. This is like a different one because it's about a book that we read. Yeah, totally different podcast. And I think um, it's going like a book club. Yeah, like we had a book club. Essentially, yes. And then we had to come. Then we're going to come back and talk about the book club. But we don't have wine with us, which is what I have in my other real book club. So. <laughs> well, um, I think going forward, every so often we are going to introduce you know different books that we've liked and why we've liked them, and kind of discuss that with you guys. The book that we are going to be talking about today is called The Energy Bus by John Gordon. What did you think about it, Shannon? Um, you know, it's funny. What I liked at first when you gave it to me is it was very short and I was like, okay, I really like quick reads. (laughs) Hence the name of our podcast, Bite Size. I like small chunks of things. So I like that. I actually ended up listening to it on Audible. So, so that was different. And I started off, I didn't totally know where it was going. And even when, which we'll talk about the rules, when we got into the rules, I felt like, is he really going to fill up? The rest of these pages about, you know, good energy kind of thing is, is and you'll, you'll talk a right. little bit about that. So that's why I was at first, but then as he progressed through the rules, I was like, I got it. So mm-hmm. I, my, how I sum it up is I thought it was a great work, work book. If you want to read something related to work, just to help you do better. And, um, you know, you can give kind of a summary, Kendall, as to what it, what it's really about. Yeah. So I'm um, taking it back a little. I actually, I own the book. Um, I have a, at a previous company, one of our heads of, uh, HR actually gave me this book. Um, and were you excited to read it when she gave it to you or were you dreading well, it? <laughs> Did well, she, she give it to everybody or just you? <laughs> Good question. No, no, I, you know, no, I was not the negative individual that needed a book. No, um, I made myself sound like that. But, you were, an, you were um, the, the energy vampire, which we'll talk about. Yes. So, no, she actually gave it to quite a few different people uh, just because she had, for whatever reason, she had multiple copies of it and she wanted to give it away because she felt like it was a really good book. And so when she initially gave it to me, I was like, what is this? Why am I getting a book? <laughs> was, what am I supposed to do with this? Right? I get I'm supposed to read it, but <laughs> why am I getting this book? But she kind of further explained, and, you know, it, it, it is a great book. Um, you know, it's a book on being a little more positive. It's about positivity, so energy, hence, you know, the title of the book. Yeah, but I like how, um, so it talks about energy, but I what I liked about it, and as you get into the book, it's about how to direct that energy into the team and into the projects to get yes. the successful outcome. So that's yes. where it all started to connect. Yes, yeah. so it's actually a really great book for someone who's a manager mm-hmm. or somebody who has you know, maybe fellow team members, you work very closely in a tight knit group. It's really great to bring that positivity, the energy into the group when maybe the energy is lacking by a few individuals. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's really a book. Um, it's a very, like Shannon said, it's a very quick, easy read. Um, you know, you start reading and you're like, okay, where is this going? 
But then you kind of, you get into it and you, as you read it more and more, you start kind of piecing everything together. It really follows a man named George. Yeah, it's a story. The cool thing was, is it wasn't like, here are the 10 things you need to do to be better, have better energy at work. It basically was a story that carried you through the whole story of these fictitious characters. I assume they're fictitious. Yeah. Um, George. Joy. And Joy. I like Joy. Like, I want to be friends with Joy. Yeah, I I would get on Joy's bus in a heartbeat. (laughs) So, George is your typical corporate, sluggish, negative person, individual. And, you know, he's been in, he's been in his career for a while. He's seen a lot. Right. He's not happy at home. Yeah. So, and it follows him throughout his whole life. Uh, And so, George, through some misfortune... He ends up on this bus with Joy. Joy is the bus driver. And Joy um, notices that George is very negative and needs some help. And let me tell you, George is not happy when Joy notices that negativity. No, not at all. Uh, So as he's on our bus, um, and he has to be on this bus for about a two-week time period because of the misfortune with his car. And of course, there's everything negative. It's always someone else. It's always a problem with George. And so he gets on the bus and she notices this and she has 10 rules for her bus. Yeah. 10 rules that you must follow. And and what he doesn't realize is that these 10 rules are going to help his entire life. Yeah. And it's going to bring energy to his entire life and change it. And so that's kind of how this book goes, and it follows the 10 rules through a storyline. Yeah, and we're going to pick a couple that we really liked because you have to read the book to get the 10 rules. Yes. And I was looking at Kendall's hard copy, and I thought, well, maybe I should buy it because it has some good stuff at the back. But yeah, but 10 rules. But I think we decided to pick our favorites, right? Or or ones that kind of resonated with us. Yeah. Uh, So Shannon, if you want to go ahead and start. So I like the first rule. You're the driver of your bus. And... This was really about, Kendall and I talked about this in episode 15, we're in a rut. And really what it sums up to is you have to take accountability, responsibility for your, your, kind of your attitude, your actions. If you're in a crappy mood at work, you got to change it. Right. If you're not nice to people, you have to start being nice. So, um, so I like that one because the very first thing it starts with is about ownership and accountability. And I think that's a really important thing in any situation at work. Honestly, no matter whose fault it is, the ownership and accountability and you figuring out what do you need to do about it. So I liked rule number one. But most importantly, rule number one, you have to do some self-exploration because in the book she has George do that. And kind of own up to what's wrong in his life. Yep. And yeah. really be able to think about it in a very kind of practical kind of way. Yeah, you got to get honest with yourself. I, You know, I, I tell people that when um, they're wanting to do a different kind of job or something, you know, like you got to be honest with yourself. You can't, you know, it, you know you're not going to go, people may say, I'm great with people, so I want to work, you know, sell houses. Well... Are you good with paperwork and deadlines and all of that? And if you're not, you got to be honest and say that may not be the path for you. So I think, yeah, you're right. That she basically makes him take a hard look at himself and, and have some honesty around what's really going on and within himself. Great. 
Let's see. I liked rule number five, too. Don't waste your energy on those who don't get on your bus. And I liked that because it was really talking about focus on the people, at least initially, focus on the people who are willing to kind of make the change with you or come along the change. So this was really in relation to a team. And if you have people on your team that are not willing to to jump on your bus or to make the change right now, don't focus your energy in them. Like just really focus on 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 something else. Have you ever re- watched that movie Kendall Feel the Dreams with Kevin Costner? Uh, it's an old movie. No. Okay, it's probably like before your time, but <laughs> it's a good movie. But what he says in the movie, that one of the famous lines are, "If you build it, they will come." And I remember being at work, I'd started a new job and and I wasn't, the team was a little hard to get connected to. And someone reminded me like, look, like bring the fun bus, like if you build it, they will come. So the reality is, is that don't waste your time on those who are not getting on your bus. If you do the actions and demonstrate things, they, people will eventually either come around or they'll, they'll just leave. On their I own. like that. They will self-select themselves out of the, <laughs> the well. It the, takes the company. A, it takes the stress out of everything. Yes, I like that. I really liked rule number six. Uh, post a sign that says "No energy vampires allowed on your bus." I really like that. I like that. No, yeah, don't. Hey, people, stop sucking my energy. Yeah, I mean, essentially, you're identifying the negative team members. So you're taking a holistic approach, and you're looking at your team as a whole. If you know your manager, you lead a team, or whatever it may be, and you're, you know, identifying who's negative in this group. You know, who, yeah. who do I need to, you know, voice this to? You know, and actually, you know, talking to them about it. So opening the lines of communication. And I think communication in a team is so important because without that, you fail. Yeah, it it goes back to, I I think that, you know, when I was thinking about it a little bit, is that number six of the, the no energy vampires, it ties back nicely to you're the driver of your bus. So mm-hmm. what, anyway, how I'm looking at that is, is that you're, you know, if you're leading a team, you're basically telling them like, Let's not be an energy vampire. Let's define what that means. But at the end of the day, they have the responsibility and they need to be accountable for themselves to make that change. And they're either going to want to or not. And if, they, if they're if they not, then you let them off your bus. Yeah. It's as simple as that. They will self-select themselves yeah. off the bus. <laughs> they will decide they want to get off at the next stop because this is not working for them. Which is okay. If someone wants to do that, sometimes it's easier if they just decide it's not working for them. I also love rule number eight, love your passengers. I think this is so important as a manager or leading a team. Uh, Really, you know, the course of your ride, you know, drive your vision and purpose. I think that's so important. And let your fellow passengers know Um, by, you know, asking them questions. You know, how can I recognize you? You know, what, what do you need from me? What can I help you with? Uh, making them feel like you care, essentially. Yeah, I mean, let's spend a little bit of time on this, Kendall, because I think this is um, an interesting piece. So the whole love your passengers. So whether you're managing people or not, even if you're just on a team, if you're on a team with coworkers, I think it's important to let people know that you appreciate them. Right. And so to your point, different people like appreciation different ways. You're going to have folks on your team that like the the hey in a group setting you're saying hey so and so you did a great job 
You have other folks on your team that would detest that and they'd rather like a quick note, a nice email to just acknowledge, you know, what they what they did. And I think it's important, like you said, to figure out how they like to be recognized. But if you're going to connect it back to the vision, especially when you're working on a project, so you have a project, you have what the end goal is, what that vision is for that project. As people on that team are working through that project, and even if it's taking a couple months or a couple weeks, if you're paying attention that they are either demonstrating the behaviors that you want, they're not being an energy vampire, if they're accomplishing little parts of that that project, little milestones, you're doing some kind of recognition because that's going to help them get to the next piece. If you're doing those things, that's showing that you care about them, you appreciate about them, and you're doing it in a way that resonates with them. So yeah, I like that number eight one too. Yeah, and just I just like the whole appreciating your team, appreciating your coworkers. I think that's so important because I feel like there's so many people in my past that I've talk to um in their you know other companies or whatnot and they always tell me I don't feel appreciated Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm given recognition you know I I don't know if I want to stay here and honestly people leave all the time because they don't feel recognized they don't feel and recognized in like you said in different ways you know for them it could just literally be their manager saying hey on that project in that section you did such an awesome job, you know, such creative thinking, whatever it is. People don't get that enough. And I think, you know, I think it's unfortunate that managers and other coworkers in a group don't think about that and stop and think about it. They just assume, they just assume people, people know, know what to do. And, and I, and I think even with the recognition, what's important about that is the more specific you can be. So specifically saying you did a good job on X I appreciate it because of why, you know, Kendall, you did a great job on reading this book. I appreciate it because it made our job preparing for a podcast easier, you know, or something like that. Like if I had been the only one reading it, then, you know, it would have been like hard. So I I think specific things and the more specific you can be, the more you're going to help to reinforce the behavior that they're doing and that, and they'll do more of that. Um, I I remember a company I worked at, there was one of the engineering managers and he drove his team hard, but they worked hard and they loved working for him. I mean, he, he was a driver, but they felt appreciated for the work they were doing. They felt acknowledged, like we're all working really hard. We're having to work later or whatever. They all felt acknowledged for it. So they loved working for him and this group, like they worked hard. I mean, there were times where they were burnt out and I think there was there was some acknowledgement there, but I, he did a really really good job of appreciating the team, and they, they really liked that a lot. Um, so there's a couple more uh, you know rules, but we can't share those because you no. have to you have to buy the book. I mean, John Gordon might be upset with us if we just shared all the rules and talked about them. So um, this was it was a fun quick read. I mean, let it me was. we got the book here. So how many pages are we talking here, Kendall? It's like maybe. Not even 200 pages. Oh, my gosh. It's like 100. Well, if I count all And of it. if you're looking at it, it's it's such a simple, quick read. It's not because of the few number of pages. It's because literally just what they're talking about is so easy to comprehend. Yeah, it's a it's super easy digestible book. Yeah, 165 it's pages. It's not like a self-help book that tells you like, oh, you should be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. It's a self-help book 
rolled into a story. Yeah, and I think the story, it guides you through because it says where, you know, George, the character is. Um, Joy is almost like the facilitator. Like, she's going to carry you along on this. She's going to tell you what you need to do and then have you go do it. And and then by the end, you want to find out what happened to George and his team. So I was I was like, by the end, I was like, I need to know what happens to George. Does it work yes. out or not? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, and the end of the book is night because they have some energy bus action plans. So these are really, and this is why I think I need to buy the book or borrow yours, Kendall. Yes. Um, they have very simple steps of like, you know, a couple of them. I'll just read, you know, creating your vision. And then um, how do you focus on your vision? So I think it's really easy steps. If you were planning a project, you could actually start here. And then leverage some of the tools that they have to get your team on board, get yeah. on your bus, have the right people on there. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's a good read for busy people. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I think this is nice. I think we'll kind of look at some other books over time. The couple things that we'll put on our show notes are we will just kind of make a couple of notes about the book. We'll put a link on there so you know how to get the book. And we'll put a link to the website for the Energy Bus. Um, but yeah, this was, this was a fun read. I think it was well worth it. It was, I listened to it. I think the audible was like two and a half hours, literally like it's quick. So I, and then you read it and I'm looking at the book here and it's a small book. So I enjoyed this one. Yeah. Good, good choice, Kendall. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for listening.